0: At one point, it was before this, but at one point, I just turned to JJ and I'm just like, "You, like you, your mom, (laughs) your dad, your whole family, you, your dog, not your dogs. Yeah, dogs are cool. I was just saying, my dogs love you."
1: To the What's our Verdict Podcast, we fashion ourselves cinematic Judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host Tavio Ortiz. What is up, my nerds, Andy and Anderson? Some shit. We appreciate you going to the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Check out our website, What'sAlready.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes as well as pick up some sweet, sweet merch. Sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive content, updates, and interact with us. Please go check out PodChaser, Apple Podcasts, Spotify any of those three, leave us a review. We'd love a five-star from you. Really helps the podcast grow. So we'd really appreciate that. Moving forward, the question we always ask, if you ever find yourself wondering, if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie, to help with that question, each week we could put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, past judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing Scream. It was released January 14th, 2022. It was written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. It was directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette. It stars Melissa Barrera, Jack Quaid, Mikey Madison, Jenna Ortega, Mason Gooding, Jasmine Savoy-Brown, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, and Nev Campbell. 25 years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges, and Cindy Prescott must return to uncover the truth. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, go check out our spoiler-free review on YouTube to see if you should even watch this movie. There's a link in our show notes down below. Or if you're going to see it, go ahead and pause the podcast now, go watch it, come back, pick up where you left off. If you're okay with spoilers, hang out, because we're going to spoil the shit out of this thing. All right, boys. Let's talk Scream. Um, let's not yeah so i'll give the public for those that haven't watched my spoiler free review the spoiler free review i have to give the public apology here as well and that is i dragged javier to this under the guise of it being a comedy horror you know with some slasher murder and javier likes some good violence but he loves good comedy and normally that's what the other four screams have been is a little tension with the you know there was some purposeful jump scares that you'd see coming, and a little bit of violence. But usually it was like campy violence where, you know, you'd see a knife go into someone, but you didn't actually see it. You just saw some blood pouring down and, you know, it almost even looked like fake blood. And so you're like, oh, okay, it's funny because it was making fun of the horror genre and all the tropes. And this wasn't that. So all the work I've put in to get Javier uh, to watch horror with me, it was ruined. <laughs> the trust is gone. Cause this movie was well, I'll just say it's not was. It is very intense. Yeah. It's very violent.
0: I, a lot of jokes. Waiting scares. for it to get funny. Yeah. Like, and I guess there were some jokes in there. There were a couple ones that I thought were funny or I chuckled at nervously. And <laughs> some other ones that JJ said you kind of have to watch the other ones, to like really appreciate. So I'm like, waiting for this movie to get funny at some point. And like stop being as horrible and horrifying as it was. And boy, it does not get any better. No, there's that one part where the dude, the kid is at home and he's like opening doors at that camera angle. You're like, (laughs) someone's behind this door and he closes it. No one's there. And this happens like six times. And I'm like, I am this close to leaving if he doesn't get murdered right now. Like the only time in the movie where I'm like, just get it over with, just kill this kid and let's move on. <laughs> and that one was bad. Cause he stabbed him like in the freaking neck. Yeah. That one was a slow yeah. burn kill there. Oh dude. I looked away for like three seconds. I was like, okay, we're probably going I look back and it's still like in his neck. I'm like, Oh, this is what's happening.
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I will say that that part, I didn't laugh at you too much during this movie because I really did feel like a dick because it was (laughs) really rough. But I will say that that moment, I guess those like five moments, I was dying because I knew there were at least a handful coming because there is every Scream movie. You know, I benefit from having watched all the Scream movies previous where you guys neither one have. And every Scream movie has at least one of those scenes where it just keeps dragging shit out and there'll be like two or three fake out jump scares that aren't actually the killer. And then like two or three setups that feel like there's about to be a jump scare. And then there's not. So when this one started, I was like, Oh, here's that moment. And Javier would relax, tense up, relax, tense up. And like the last two or three, I hear him muttering under his breath. God damn it. Just, Fucking this is bullshit. <laughs> I hate this so much. Like
0: it was just at one point, it was before this, but at one point I just turned to JJ and I'm just like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like <laughs> Fuck true. you, your mom, <laughs> your dad, every your whole family. You, your dog not your dogs. Yeah. Your dogs are cool. I was just saying, my dogs love you.
1: It made me so mad, dude. Oh, dude, I know. It was so bad. Funny as hell, though. In that moment. The rest of the time I did, I was like, oh, God damn it. Every time he'd like you would squirm, I'd be like, son of a bitch, I'm never going to get him to watch anything horror with me again. There's no amount of kebabs that are going to get past the screen <laughs> experience.
0: <laughs> I will say, for the most part, that it'd keep to the, you knew exactly when something was going to happen, yeah. right? Like, based on the camera angle and, like, the music and the fact that she's alone, in a hospital by herself and it's dark. I'm like, okay, yeah, she's definitely getting murdered. Yeah. So at least I could like prepare myself in my little cocoon yeah. of my knees it's and true. my hoodie.
1: You didn't have your hoodie, though. Oh, that I was, didn't have my hoodie. Yeah, yeah you had just a, had a my jacket. Little, my <laughs> you kept lifting the lapel of your zipper. jacket, trying <laughs> yeah. to cover your face. With it. And yeah. I look over a couple of times and, he's, and you should have seen it. Like He's got his hands completely covered in his face and all you can see is like a little hole in his fingers that he's peeking out through. <laughs> <laughs>
0: at one point i'm doing that right and my eyes are closed and i opened my eyes and the little triangle hole that i made with my hands the only part that i could see is the screen mask dude <laughs> running across the lawn and dude i'm like that's gonna haunt my nightmares <laughs> just because he doesn't walk cool or normal he freaking runs like a maniac
1: yeah with his face first like yeah. yeah That's really that. funny. Yeah. Well, anyway. I will say that like from the perspective of a movie, like if you haven't seen any of the other screams and this is something where I'll rely on you too. Like I was watching it going, like you said, "Over, I mean, it's not funny or it's okay. There's funny parts, but it's not as funny if you haven't seen it. A lot of the jokes, probably 90% I'd say of the jokes in this scream movie are tied directly to the original scream. And then there's like some references to the other three, but mostly the original scream is where most of the funny parts come from. And I, that's disappointing because the others, especially the first one had to make up its own comedy. Like it had Randy, the, the two twins, their uncle that they kept talking about that was killed in the one of the movies. He, I think it was the second one he dies in. But Randy is like the funniest dude in the first one. And he's like huge comedic relief. You have Matthew Lillard, who's in the the first one, and he's huge comic relief. So there's some funny parts in there. This one, all the jokes were tie-ins to the original, which I think is cool, but it also misses a little bit for like new fans, like people coming to see it that haven't seen the originals. It's not going to be part of the inside joke. Yeah, no, you're not. I had to explain a couple of them to Matt, yeah. to Javier, and Ian in the middle of the movie. Is Courtney Cox in the other ones? Yeah, she's her and Nev Campbell. And David Arquette are in every one of the other ones.
0: Man, her scene career really went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: Courtney Cox never really had much of a... Outside of Friends, that's what most people with Friends don't realize, is most of the actors in Friends, with the exception of...
0: Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. And What's-His-Face who yeah. plays Ross. He did some other stuff. But nothing major. Like... Tell he me a major movie. There were did, a couple. He's, he's a drafted in Madagascar.
1: Sure. Okay. He's a voice huge. in a
0: cartoon. That's a blockbuster, you know? The, the, the guy that played Chandler Bing did more shit than
1: that. Like, it's one of those oh, things really? where, like, they all did things and they had part. But Jennifer Aniston's the only one that ever took off. Like, Courtney Cox had Scream after Friends, and that was about it that I can think of. That,
0: that's how, like, every sitcom group is, though, sure. right? How I Met Your Mother, I, uh, Neil Patrick know. Harris is the only one that's done shit after that. And that's only because he did things before that. And that's because you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only famous person to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Jason
1: Seagal did, like the guy that Jason Seagal, he's got those independent comedies that he did that did pretty well. Which with one's Jason group. Seagal? He's the the guy that's so married to the Redhead. Yeah, Marshall. Yeah, the tall Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did some comedy films like forgetting sarah marshall and he's mm-hmm. got some out there that he was in yeah. but again that's i mean even david arquette like you see him and you're like oh it's david arquette but when was the last time i saw him oh probably like scream four <laughs> <laughs> but they got some big uh, young actors in this one like the new cast was like jack quaid's pretty big now because of the boys oh yeah yeah the dylan Minette kid's pretty big that's because the only of the- one
2: i think i recognized
1: oh really Well, Dylan Minnette was in, he's the guy that got his neck, that hole in his neck that you're talking about, Javier. He was in the 13 Reasons Why on Netflix that was really big. And then he... Never saw that. He was in... Yeah, I didn't watch that. He was one of the kids in Prisoners with Hugh Jackman. And I can't remember the other guy's name that was in that one. But he's done some movies and some shows that the younger generation know. He was in Goosebumps movies, a lot of kiddies. The one with Jack Black? Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. That was a terrible
1: movie. <laughs> it was a terrible movie, but he was in it. So, I mean, he's done some things that are the bigger stuff, but there made some up and coming. Like, Melissa <laughs> Barrera was in the Heights. <laughs> the main girl. Speaking she, of terrible. Oh. Yeah, she was Vanessa in, in the Heights. You're right. Yep. yep. Um, yes, we have seen that one. Yeah. So we did. we did review that one.
2: It's kind of sad, but a measure of like happiness, I don't know what to call it, success, is now when somebody says, hey, have you seen this movie? And somebody else goes, that's a terrible movie. And I can say, I haven't seen that. That makes me feel good inside because I feel like I have to watch a lot of terrible movies now.
0: We have. There's a terrible movie out there that you haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. We We missed one. I like to think that She Dies Tomorrow
2: isn't the worst movie out there. I just haven't seen the worst movie out there. That um, kind of makes me actually a little scared now that I think about it.
1: Yeah. We tried to catch it with uh the Tender Bar. That one was pretty rough. Cry
2: Macho. I'd watch the Ooh, Tender
0: Bar yeah.
1: over Cry, Cry Macho, Macho anytime.
0: I started watching Tender Bar actually because I was going to try to make it to the recording. Mm-hmm. And then I got partway through it and I was like, you know what? They <laughs> think I'm not going to make it to this. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: baby, That was a
0: hard one. <laughs> but you guys
1: will find that out next week. Um, yeah, so back to Scream. I will say I do like that they stepped up the violence. If you can get past Javier, the the jump scare piece of it, the violence was on point, like the gore and the makeup, because a lot of it looked pretty practical. I liked that, like the knife through the neck thing. Like, you know, that was a prosthetic that went through and it looked great. To the point that Javier was creeping.
2: You know what what I saw that really didn't line up? What's that? Is how tall Amber is when she's wearing the ghost face costume. Yeah. Because that girl had to have had stilts to even do (laughs) half the gory things that the murderer did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She killed the dude in the hospital, right? The sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, She
2: came up to like his chest in height, but somehow like split him up like his entire body. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know it wasn't Jack Quaid's character, the other killer, because he was on the elevator that he sent down. Yeah. So it had to have been her. And then she admits at the end that I killed your husband, Dewey. But I think that's part of the running gag. And again, this is one of those things that I think they, unless you've seen the other screams. So the other scream movies, except for the first one, all had a really short person as one of the killers. And yet they were always just as tall, no matter which version you were looking at. Like in the second movie, the killer was a guy that was in one of their, their film classes in college at the college that they were at. And then the second killer was Billy Loomis's mom, who was like this 50, 50 year old, really short woman. But she, Emma Roberts, was one of the killers, and then there was another guy that was a killer, and they were both like she's really <laughs> short. So, like, that's been the case in every screen movie except for two of them, where one of the killers, you're like, that doesn't make sense. She's like five foot nothing, and this killer stands above everyone in the movie. So
2: not not just now that, that I know, that I, I, know I, eat difference. Difference. I feel more prepared to survive a scream movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, let's see. Who would it be in our friend group? Who who would be the killer? Uh, definitely Matson and his fiance. Hundred percent. Yeah.
2: I was talking about how the guy makes her do trivia at the start of the movie, but yeah, that's that. You can answer that question too, Javier. That
0: works. Oh, yeah. whoops. Uh, well, he, <laughs> Love fingers crossed he's not <laughs> listening because <laughs> I might die. Oh, shit. The other thing what, about her, like, not being tall enough. Is like, she's also like a buck 20 soaking wet. Like, this chick is. Well, at tiny most,
1: yeah. She's teeny size thing. wise. Yeah.
0: Like, overpowering her would be the easiest thing to do for a full grown adult male. So, yeah. the fact that she like wrestled this dude, stabbed him and then stabbed him in the back and then just raked him up and down. I need her one, not Richmond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, which, by the way, yeah, she would have, like, broken ribs.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's – I told you guys this after the movie. That's that's another one of those things that's very Scream-esque is the killers always get their ass kicked throughout the movie, but you'd never know. Like, they get beat up constantly, but, like, there's no bruises. There's no telltale signs of, like – Like, seriously, in the first movie, there's a point where in mimicking one of the things that happens in this one, they send this girl named Tatum – out to the garage of the same house that we're in in this movie to get more beer. And so she's loading up with like a handful of beer bottles. Like she's probably got a dozen beer bottles in her arms, getting ready to come back in. And the killer comes into the garage with her and she starts firing off full beer bottles and hitting this dude, like with the beer bottles in the face, in the body, like, and then you see the killers less than 20 minutes later in this house, unmasked and no bruises whatsoever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like their ghost face outfit is like made of titanium or something. <laughs> it's the funniest shit.
0: I do. I thought it was funny in this movie that the slightest thing would knock the screen person just over, over tables, into like medical equipment, just constantly falling over.
1: Yeah. Well, and they're always beating them up with like the weirdest shit. Like they get beat up with phones or, like you said, the medical uh, equipment stuff like that so yeah just the screamism i guess the Screamism, scream for lack of a better way to look at it yeah, yeah that and the two one killers that made me
2: laugh was the, the murder in like broad daylight on the lady's front porch
1: oh yeah of the like, sheriff that's, that's pretty ballsy as a uh
2: yeah as a murderer to like full daylight front yard oh for
0: real
1: that one got javier so bad Cause he thought she was running to save the kid and did not see that dude coming. Like, <laughs> no, I did not. I won't coming in either. Yeah. When she runs up the porch, like Javier came out. That was the only one you actually made an audible scream on was that one. It got you good. Oh, was that the only one? Yeah, that was That's the only me. one. The rest you kind of huddled in your little there was that. pocket
2: for calling all the cops in this town to her house. They have a terrible response time.
1: <laughs> terrible. Yeah.
2: Because we had enough to watch like six doors get opened and closed before he stabbed this guy in the neck
0: slowly. Dude, no, not only that, she made it back to her house, got murdered. Oh, yeah. Dude finished his shower, came down and like made himself a bowl of cereal, and then got murdered. Yeah. Before the cops got there.
1: Typical. Yeah, it's pretty rough.
0: Typical cops, dude. I wanted to
2: like feed that one to Javier and see if I could get that out of him.
0: Right. The one time you need them, where are they? Getting murdered on their own doorstep. That's where
1: I will say (laughs) that the one thing that I loved about Javier, too, though, was like this was like Nev Campbell's character, Sydney Prescott, in this movie is like Javier's dream person in a movie like this because she just was shooting everything. Like she's shooting in closets, doesn't give a shit. She's just saying, I'm shooting everything. And if you don't fucking come
0: out, you're going to get shot. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciated that so much. That is how I would handle this situation. Just walk upstairs, boom, shoot through the door. No one died. All right, next door. Yeah, until she shoots someone. And she opens it. She's like, I told you to come out. He's like, you're a gun-wielding maniac. Fair point.
1: (laughs) Which she does, right? She shoots Jack Quaid's character, right? And then I mean, she's still got the
0: killer. Yeah. Yeah. Because he comes before yeah, she knew which was only reinforces the idea that that is the correct way to handle this situation. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> she should have shot twice <laughs> in the doors. Superb <two> door. <laughs> as long as she
1: reloaded right out of yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's optional. Yeah.
1: Uh. <laughs> there were some interesting elements to this thing that I found were different. So, like, this whole tie into Billy Loomis who was one of the original killers. I I get it like the main girl was his daughter from this high school weird affair. Like I feel like that was glazed over a little more than it should have been other than like using Billy the image of Billy in these like daydreams or these hallucinations that she was having as like scare points and like creepiness cuz he's like dead Billy in these images. I feel like they could have really made that a little bit more of an interesting story. I thought that was pretty cool, but I wanted Instead of Billy Loomis's, I would have much rather have been Stu Mockers. So like the other killer in the original was part of it is I don't like Skeet Ulrich, who's the actor for Billy Loomis. Like not my favorite actor. Like he's like the poor man's Johnny Depp when Johnny Depp was cool. Mm. But the, who I do just love is Matthew Lillard. Like that dude is entertaining as shit. And it, like, that's the movie. Scream was the movie that put him really into the mainstream, able to play Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies and like everything that he's done. This one launched him in it. It would have been more entertaining to me if he was the one that was this girl's dad or whatever, or they tied it into him, because he was the crazier of the two. Billy, the whole thing with the first movie is Billy's mom was sleeping with Sidney's dad which in his mind made his mom, his dad leave. So he was raised without his dad. So he was getting back at Sydney for this whole thing. Right. Stu was like, I'm doing it because the movies, <laughs> like that's my thing. Like I'm killing everybody. Cause I like horror movies and they taught me how to get away with it. Like to me, that was more of an entertaining reason, especially at the time Cause it's the time of screen. Like that was the thing is the, the movies made you do it. Right. Somebody would do some shitty stuff and somebody would say, well, it must be the movies or the video games. And so they were really leaning into that in that first movie. So I just thought, I mean, in 96, that was, which the, when the first one came out, that was, that was everybody blame the movies, blame the magazines, blame the video games.
0: Even though there's literally no evidence to support that. In fact, the evidence supports the opposite. Yeah. That humans have just been pieces of shit for, as long as we've been around. And some are just worse than others. Yep.
1: Now, the other piece that I loved was the tie-in to Randy, like these twins with his, like his, his niece and nephew. That shit was great. Like one of the most meta moments in this movie is always like was always in the first one, their uncle Randy, who was like the guy that set the rules. He gets mad in this house and at this party and he starts, so there's rules to surviving a horror movie. He's like, you can't have sex, never have sex. And everyone in the movie, is like, boo, like they get all pissed. right? <laughs> Cause he's like, fine, go, okay, go have sex, but just know that you're dead if you have sex. And then he, so he's going through all these rules. Right. And then he's like, only the virgins survive the movie. And then he, he's like, whatever you do, don't ever say, I'll be right back. And then like one of the killers goes, I'm going to go get some popcorn. You want any? He's like, no, I'll be right back. And then they're all like, oh. So he's sitting on this couch watching Halloween, the movie Halloween, the original with Jamie Lee Curtis. He ends up by himself, and he's sitting there staring at this movie. Michael Myers is behind her. He's like screaming at Jamie. "Go, Jamie, behind you. Behind you, Jamie. The actor's name that played Randy was Jamie. And behind him is a ghost face sneaking up. So he's sitting on the couch telling Jamie behind you. And the whole time he should be going, Jamie behind you. So there's meta moment. So to have his niece, who's the movie guru, now sitting on the couch watching stab of her uncle, the reenactment of her uncle in that very scene, like laughing at it while it's happening again, to me as a Scream fan, like that was just like the greatest moment. Like I had... I was laughing my ass off. I didn't care how scared Javier was in that moment. Like, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever watching this like meta, meta, meta moment. Loved it. And there were tons of those in it? I
0: think the best part of this movie was when the sheriff ran out of the gate is like, your boyfriend's the murderer. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just moved past that. Like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Turns out he is the murderer. Yeah. The kid's like, oh man, he got it right out of the gate. Yeah, he should have listened to him. He should have listened to him. What are you
1: stupid? So this, he's like, Dewey almost <laughs> fucked this whole thing up for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I think my
2: favorite line though was when the actual murderer tells Dewey he's the murderer, and Dewey's oh. like, well, maybe you're the murderer because. That cut deep.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, the worst part about this movie was Courtney Cox.
0: <laughs> the worst part?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't stand her. Like, I just don't. Probably was, doesn't help that she can't act. No, it was just pointless having her in this movie, I feel like. Like, at least, like, Nev Campbell can act, even though she wasn't in the movie as much as I thought she would be. But, like... Yeah, it was it was rough.
0: Not only that is her character is like super dumb in this movie. She like shows up, gets shot, and then she's just like kind of useless for the, <laughs> like the whole movie.
1: <laughs> true, that's true. What was uh, there was another one that oh the Sydney on the gets a hold of the phone or whatever, and the killer's like she's just like ripping him a new one because he's talking to her. And he's, she says something about you might be the worst of all the killers have redone this. He goes, I mean, Christ, the same house or something like that. And then she goes, the killer says something about, you forgot the first rule of surviving a stab movie. Never answer And she's like, fuck you, I'm bored. And hang, hangs up the phone. On <laughs> it. And then she walks in and just starts shooting everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. like before she hangs up, you hear her, I'm going like, wait, no. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs>
1: wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that, that shit, there's some good
0: one-liners. So if I, if I went through five, six, however many of these movies this chick has gone through, I also would stay in shape. Like you first hear in the movie running, yeah. right? So she has guns and has stayed in shape. I'm like, 100%, that's what I would do. I would just assume everyone's a serial killer and I would be armed and jacked for the rest of my life. That is fair. And she does get progressively and doors in creepy houses. Yeah, that's true. And
1: then anytime there might be a killer or two in the house, just shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah.
0: Also, I would never go back to that town. No, especially not during like an active murder yeah. spree. Yeah. Nah. I'm good. I'm staying. Well, that's like, I thought she
1: wasn't at first. Like I was like, Oh, that's going to be a neat twist. Cause she is on the phone with doing it. She he's like, don't come back. She goes, I'm not fucking going anywhere near that town. Are you shitting me? And then I thought, okay, maybe that's the end of what, but I, I knew that there were scenes that from the trailer that we hadn't seen yet. So I was like, son of a bitch, how funny would that be if she just didn't show back up? Yeah. I would not have blamed her. Nope. Not even a little bit. Yeah. I did love to, and this would be my last point that we could rate it if you guys want, but that's the one thing about screen movies is they've always been very derivative of horror movies in general and the genre, especially the slasher genre. So like, It was great because the opening scene, this movie mimicked the original opening scene. So the original opening scene had uh, Drew Barrymore was the the first girl. She's got this blonde wig and she's popping popcorn. And so they have this whole conversation about Jason being the killer of the first Friday the 13th movie. That was the first question. And he's like, no, that's wrong. It was Jason's mom. And so then he kills her boyfriend. And that's when she realizes, oh shit, this is real, right? So in the fourth movie... Every movie is opened with some version of that, right? This phone call, you want to play a game, you like scary movies, and then somebody dies. Well, in the fourth movie, the one before this, they start with that and you think you're into the movie and then this person gets killed and then it does it like seven times over, to show that they've made now like eight stab movies within the universe of scream. And each one has the, has more and more famous actresses as the first people killed or as like the original killer or whatever. So like each movie's gotten progressively different pieces that it's making fun of. And I love that this one's the requel. Like that's the term that they coin in this where it's, it's not quite a sequel, but it's not quite a reboot either. Like you have to have and new elements. They
0: mentioned Ghostbusters. Yeah,
1: they mentioned, <laughs> yeah. And then you talk about it. But that's the funniest part is you get it's a sequel because it has all the old characters. You bring back the familiar characters, but it's almost a reboot of the original, which this one was pretty close. You got the same house, you got boyfriends the killer, along with a crazy friend of everybody else involved. So you got this tie-up thing. I really enjoyed, and it's happening all the time, like Ghostbusters. Where they're doing this requel thing, so I just I love the commentary and the satire on the movie industry, even as it expands beyond horror where it started. So that was that was one of my favorite Uh, enjoyable parts for me too. Is I love the commentary. Cool. Should we rate it? I know you guys got nothing to say about (laughs) this.
0: No, no final points.
2: Your enjoyable points, Javier.
0: I hated this movie. Uh, It was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I don't have any concrete reasons other than it was a horrible experience. So, oh, can I go first? Sure. (laughs) It was terrible. (laughs) Don't watch it. It sucked ass. I would rather lick a just molten spoon than have to watch this movie again. I'd rather be chased by a serial killer (laughs) A real one. <laughs> a real one. <laughs> I'd rather watch a feature-length film that only Courtney Cox was in and she played all the characters <laughs> like Medea <laughs> than watch this again. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm like sorry. It. I'm going to give this... What's the lowest we can give? Is it a zero? Yeah. I'm not going to give it a zero because there was at least two parts that I laughed. I'm going to give this a one. I can get it was that. terrible. i am never watching this again. I'm never watching any scream movie again. I'm never watching <laughs> movies again. Just kidding. But <laughs> definitely not horror movies. That's I'm back to square one with those.
1: That's know, for sure. I know. It's so terrible. Well, and the worst part, there's so many bad parts about this movie having ruined my, your trust of me. But like my goal really was to get you to watch this one and then have a good time laughing at it because I thought that it would be the same level of humor as the others. And again, if you've seen The Screams, it is, but without it, it's not at all. And so I'm like, son of a bitch, because I was going to immediately try to get you to come watch the first one with me (laughs) because... I was like, you'll think it's hilarious as fuck, and now I'm not even gonna ask because I was like, I'm done. Like, there's no fucking. No, no, go ahead and ask. No, I'm not gonna go ask. ask. No, because <laughs> I know the answer. It's it's go fuck yourself, and that's okay. I understand why, and I fully accept that without having to hear you tell me. Obviously. Oh,
0: okay, great, great,
2: cool.
1: <laughs> All right, Ian, go uh, ahead. Yeah,
2: anyway. uh, I kind said in the spoiler tree. I didn't know what to expect, but. My guesstimation as far as what this movie would contain contains that. I got what I was thinking I would see. There are a couple of like (laughs) joke moments, few one-liners that were pretty good. A lot of up-close and personal, very graphic show-it-all violence that was... Yeah, that was definitely up to par. Yeah, we'll do 1.5. I mean, there's still... I don't like horror movies. They're not my thing. I don't have... The Javier relationship with horror movies. But I mean, yeah, if that's your thing, maybe you'll like it more, but not not here.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like the whole movie, I would look over at you and he, Ian's just stoic, Ian watching this movie. I think it was a couple of moments where I heard you giggle, but I was surprised you weren't laughing more at Javier, but he was surprisingly quiet. He was just curling up real tight in the chair. like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I didn't realize Javier was going through what he was going through. Oh, <laughs> I could have been a support... Uh, he was sat on the other side of (laughs) him.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, he he should have been stuck between the two of us because he was going through it. Boy, I tell you what, it was was
0: rough. I try not to, like, cover my eyes in horror movies that JJ's like, it's not that bad. And I tried for, like, the first probably 25, 30 minutes of this, and I was like, I can't.
1: Yeah, I will say that I've always been impressed with Javier because no matter how scared he is, like, even when he covers his face, he leaves enough to see something. Like it's, it's, it's not like one of these people that just completely like
2: ghost face running at you. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Sometimes speed. it's the worst thing possible you can see, but I will give him, I was impressed every time I look over and he's covering his face, mm-hmm. there's still a view that he has of yeah. the movie. I no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I Ain't no bitch, but can you guys ride home with me tonight? <laughs>
0: also, I need all the lights on.
1: Yeah, can can you walk me to my truck real quick? Like, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, can
0: you make sure there's no one in the back seat? <laughs>
1: that was the. He, he's got. He left my house after the haunting of Hill House. He's got this horse of a dog with him, and he's like, "Hey, dude, like, just stand at the door while I get my kids to my
0: car. <laughs> <laughs> a lot can happen. Yeah. Okay." <laughs> From your door to your car. We learned that in this movie. Sometimes you get murdered on your doorstep.
1: It's true. All right. I'm going to come in with my biased rating, and that is that, look, I'm a Scream fan, and this movie is the best of the last probably three. Scream 1 was amazing. I will never not be a Scream 1 fan because it changed the horror genre. It gave some comedy to it. It made fun of itself. Still had some really cool aspects that horror has, the intensity, the The murder, But it had a mystery, too. Like, you didn't know there were two killers at the time. That was the first time you were like, oh, shit, there's two killers working together. That's why it didn't make sense for anyone on the screen to be the killer. So it was really interesting. This one was up there. I mean, obviously, there's the things that you can't get away from. You knew there were going to be two killers. It was pretty obvious that the boyfriend, though, I honestly, I was like, they wouldn't do that right out the gate. Right. But they did, which was funny to me. So I love that they leaned into what Scream, what made Scream good in the first one. It was fun to bring back the characters. The violence was out of control, which was a nice step up for this movie. You know, it it know Javier doesn't agree, but for those of us that have watched the last four Scream movies, it was good because that was a ramp up. They took it to the next level. And while I feel bad about having Javier sit through this movie, it added it to me for me. Like it made the Scream franchise better to take it that notch up and to make it more intense and more violent. So I enjoyed that part. Still not a perfect movie. There was definitely a Courtney Cox in the movie. So, I mean, it does bring it down a notch just right there. But I'm going to give it a three and a half because I had a lot of fun. And I thought for a horror movie, it was entertaining. There was some decent acting. There was some bad acting. But overall, it was very entertained. So there's my biased rating. You yeah, a one, a one and a half and a three and a half. So go check it out if you're feeling like you like us. A- scary movie or if you're a big scream fan i think you'll enjoy it next week we will be reviewing the tender bar that'll come out on the 7th of january so enjoy that one or don't february yeah february sorry 7th of february jesus january is over um (laughs) yeah 7th of february yeah it's going quick so yeah check us out also, go check out our uh, social media Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at what's our verdict? Verdict. Uh, you can communicate with us there. Let us know what you thought of the movie. We want to hear also.
2: Emphasis on the dict.
1: dict. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was working on my dictation there, Ian. Like, <laughs> my.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's my, coming through a lot clearer now.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> My enunciation was a problem there. I just was like a verdict. So yeah, check it out. Also go check out our website, what's our verdict.com where you can leave us a comment on all of our episodes and listen to any others. Uh, Leave us a review. We'd love that Apple podcast, Podchaser or Spotify. You can leave us reviews. We'd love a five-star. Again, that always helps us grow the podcast. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinemagic gap.